You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This movie was a chore. Four days it has taken me to see this movie. Oh boy, we're talking about Dune 2021. Eric, how the hell are you doing? There are two types of people who... I think watch this movie. There's your Jordans and then there's your Eric's, I guess. I enjoyed this movie a lot. I watched it twice. So I had a lot better time than than I guess is your saying that you did, Jordan. But we're gonna we're gonna dig into it, I guess, because there's a lot to go into this. You have a lot of world building in this movie. You have another movie to compete this or to compare this one with. So I don't even know where to start. I don't know if you want to talk about how this is a passion project from the director to convert the books into this, or if you're the uh, David Lynch uh, diehard who likes Patrick Stewart better. Well, let's let's go into the history real quick, uh, personal history. Um, This movie, 1984's movie, uh, that cover art is forever bedded into my mind. Right. Okay. And my dad had a copy of this on VHS and I wanted to watch this. And he said, no. And I said, why? He goes, because you will not understand it too grown up, you know? Mm-hmm. And as the years progressed, you know, I always saw this movie floating around the 1984 one and I never got a chance to see it until college. And my dad was right to this day. I was bored out of my mind. I, I, I just it was not my thing. This was like I think I think Return of the King just came out that year. And I prefer Return of the King over this, which I hate Return of the King. <laughs> so I was like, I was just not a fan. It was boring, it was long, it was convoluted, it was crazy. Like I think this is one of David Lynch's worst films. That's my opinion. It's not my thing. So going into this movie, 2021 part one remake, uh, I had no hype, no expectations. Um I was hoping that I would be more entertained, and I was not. So that's kind of where I stand with it. It's just because this was a movie that was always around in my life that I was told was not for me. Well, clearly, that is true. Well, what what about this? Because a whatever you could say about maybe the the uh, casting or the stories um, them, themselves, um, the, the score and the visuals were very pretty to look at, right? Uh, Yeah, and that's the thing is that I feel like pretty soon here I'm going to start contradicting myself because I'm going to comment a lot of positive things about Doom 21. Well, well, Um, before we get into that stroke fest there, that that is, because I I like this movie and I will probably do that. Let's get into really what what bothered you. So what turned you off from this movie? What, What made you eye roll this and had you pausing in installments? This is uh game of thrones for adults meaning that how people say that game of thrones is lord of the rings for adults this is like super super adults like this is dry like this is drier than the sand dunes that they're fighting in it's just dry uh this director uh he has made two films so far that have been mainstream a rival in one of my favorites blade runner 2049 but that's the kind of movie that that direct that that this director like to make is he's very long pretty to look at not bad acting just dry as toast movies 
And he said Blade Runner was a passion passion project. He says Dune is a passion project. What's he going to do next? That's a passion. I mean, like, is that this director making these cult movies? Because Blade Runner, the original, and the original Dune were not Oscar box office smashes. They were they were bombs. They were cult following. So is that what this guy's going to do? Is this his career? If so, I'm going to be disappointed. You know um, what? I, I hate to to say that it is, but it, looking at his upcoming projects, looks like not only is he doing part two, but it, an upcoming TV series uh, yeah, as well yeah. too. So I think he's he's probably probably going to put as much into this as he can. I mean, hell, there's even rumor that he wants to redo RoboCop, and it's like I don't know if I want to. They see already that did version. it. The, the redo of a redo of a RoboCop, a double redo. Dude, they've done Spider-Man three times. Why can't they do RoboCop? Well, we're, we're going to spin into that because I don't know. Because I feel like with the Spider-Man, it went back into the right hands, you know? Like, that's that's a different thing because you had Sony who's screwing it up for so long. And it finally went back home, homecoming, which is kind of funny. Uh, whereas this is just kind of spinning you know this is just like basically a fan made project who would be making this it's really what this guy likes to do he uh, he likes to kind of make these these projects that he really is involved in and really consumes himself into it um i know that he has an accent and uh, he's french canadian but dennis uh what's it villeneuve Vill- i just call him v <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a better name than I was gonna do, Jordan. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I mean, he, you could tell that there's a lot of detail in this, and there was a whole lot, obviously, that he had to work with in the material, the source material. And so, a huge challenge for anyone is going to be what goes in the movie and what doesn't. Which and, looks like the whole book is. There's a lot out of the book. Like, there's no way you're gonna get all of it in there, you know? Um, there's, well, he's there, doing it. There's just no way. Well, he's doing part one and part two, which he's going to get a lot in there, you know? But um, the other part of it, too, is that you want to make it your own. You want to kind of make it an update as well, too. So maybe some parts you would leave out intentionally. Maybe some parts you would add in intentionally. Uh, who knows? Kind of just for your own poetic license to kind of throw in there, which is... Fine, as long as it doesn't you know take away from the overall performance or story, which I don't think it does. Um, yeah, I I, I want to know a bit more what you didn't like about this because every I mean it was just the pacing. Uh, pacing was really bad, but for me this was Green Knight in space. I mean, like it was just <laughs> that's that <laughs> that might be the best way to. To put this movie, that was probably the right it right there. That was it. It's it's pretty to look at. It's I mean like but see a movie like this you can't really say it's well acted. The reason why I say that is because this is this is a big epic, right? So you're gonna have so many characters, so many ins and outs, so many deaths. It's gonna be so hard to pinpoint. Yeah, I know who our core characters are gonna be, but I mean like, do you really look at the Lord of the Rings trilogy? And say, oh, oh, Frodo, great acting, great acting. No, I mean, you just kind of dig the character. So I think the acting's not what it is for me. It's just about digging the characters that we got. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, everybody knows from our review uh, in the middle of summer, we reviewed The Green Knight. I did give that a decent review. It was not my kind of movie, but I did give it a good review. But it was dry. And that's just a fair warning to people. And I think that's what this is. And that's what you like my comment. This is Green Knight in space. In the, fairness, that's the kind of movie you're going to get. I, I, in fairness, I don't know if this is going to help at all. But I think that with these types of epics, though, you're not trying to get a dramatic interpretation of the character's situation you know as far as something to pull you in i think that they're they're more inclined to play the character an exaggerated version of what's on paper you know those if you're going to bring up lord of the rings again like those hobbits are supposed to act a bit more you, you know um non-human you know what i mean whatever expression that they have is supposed to be a bit more animated they're you know they're they're shirelings so they have bigger eyes you know they're they're um, a bit more or more quick with their movements, you know what I mean? Like there's 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 um, there's a person and then there's a character, you know what I mean? So sure, ab- absolutely. So so if they were to do this like in, in marriage story, like I'll use that for a dramatic uh, um, control here, like those characters are are two people who are are real people, you know what I mean? Like they're not right. they're trying to to give you a down to earth kind of close feel whereas something like in this they're trying to to play a bit more yeah uh, uh, of this this albeit it, it, it's toned down from like a star wars star wars would be like more of the cartar- the cartoony version of it right but oh, this absolutely. would be a bit yeah. more of that uh, of a tone with it but still like uh, dave batista in this movie would be a good exa- uh, good example too just because he's supposed to be this exaggerated character you know, right. is it is it good acting? No, because you just need to play the character. But it was believable, and I and I enjoyed his, his character in it. Um, that's not to say that you know I, I wouldn't have enjoyed anyone else in that in that role either. Sure, but that's what I'm. I've been, but all I was getting at, because because I agree with everything you said, was that I'm not going into a movie like this, like a Lord of the Rings, like a Star Wars, like a Star Trek, or this, like those big epics. Um, where I'm just going in there expecting to be blown away by acting. Like, I'm not going into this expecting this. I'm going into this expecting characters. So that's exactly what I got. So I agree with what you're saying. Totally, I'm on your team. Uh, so that's why I made the argument that I really can't judge the acting because, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm having a struggle with this movie because I'm seeing a trend right now by a handful of directors uh, that are young and up and coming, and they're making these kind of long, driest toast movies that are all about acting. And I hope the trend doesn't catch on and become mainstream because I'm not digging this trend. But then I also am. It's weird. It's a big contradiction. I'll give you some examples of these movies. One would be The Witch. I love and hate The Witch. I think it's a really artistic, beautiful looking film. But then I hate The Son of a Bitch. Uh, Green Knight as well, you know, um, this movie, like I love and hate this movie. It's this long, dry movies that I just, I have nothing else to say about that besides, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's long, it's dry, it's character. You have to pay attention. Subtitles have to be on. Like, I mean, this movie demands your attention. And in this world where attention is only for a nanosecond, it's very hard to 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 devote almost three hours of your time to pay attention. Well, you know what? Actually, to, to expand on that, it, it almost feels like I took notice to that trend that you're talking about after 
Justice League after the 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 four hour or four and a half hour Snyder cut of yep. of of that movie, just because it seems that now we're getting more of the director's vision rather than the studio's vision, right? Rather than the Overlord looking over the script and saying that I want this and I don't want that, you have the director putting what they want into the movie in, instead. And this is a good way of putting it because now um, you see movies that are longer or maybe they're going to be more uh, in in sequence, you know, part one, part two, um, kind of things like that too. But I, I don't think it started like with that movie. I want to say it started with like a, maybe a, a, what's his name? Guillermo del Toro. Sure. Because yeah. he has creative control over a lot of his own projects and his movies tend to run long. His movies tend to run over two hours. Um, but that's a great example. Is that if you and he was also won Oscars and nominated for for his movies as well too. But he's a great example that when you give someone creative freedom, you're going to get the best of that product. And I want to expand on that real quick. If you don't mind me interrupting you, I think on. what it boils down to, ultimately, when we get back to Dune, is what I think this. If you want to point a finger and blame or point a finger and praise, this is definitely the Church of Kubrick. I mean, that's what I feel these directors are. These are young directors all under the age of 40 that are coming up that studied that study Kubrick in school. Oh, my God. It was always Hitchcock and Kubrick all the time in, in film school. I, I disagree with the Kubrick. This may be more. Oh, of, it is? No, no, it's no. not. Kubrick, Kubrick always had another level another meaning to his shots it was never broad and, and poetic like these this is something a bit more um visual you know this is this something that that is i don't want to say spielberg but it, it almost reminds me of that you know it's just like we're just no. it's just grand yes yeah dude I, kubrick had had layers with his movies <laughs> He had layers, but this is not Spielberg. This is better than Spielberg. Spielberg gave us popcorn movies. These movies are more intelligent than popcorn. Well, I, movies. Wait, 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 Fincher then? Like you know, it's no, not even Fincher. Like I mean, I mean, these movies are better than Fincher because Fincher is also popcorn movies. What I'm saying about Kubrick is that this, these these movies, especially this movie, is filled with pretension. It, it's just filled with it's. And, and what I was trying with and what I was trying to say with my Kubrick point is that when we first studied Kubrick in film school. Every film student, I am guilty, I will admit that, wanted to go out and make our own Kubrick vision because we think we're that goddamn talented. You know, we're entitled to be this talented. I, how are you suck. interpreting that from, from something that's already been copied from source material? Well, what I'm saying is that how these, how these filmmakers, with what I've said so far with The Witch, Green Knight, and this, it's, it's this, it feels like these are directors that are like, hey, Kubrick has poetic scenes and he does these things, but I'm going to cherry pick from Kubrick and I'm going to say, hey, guess what? I like how he's totally in control. I like how he pisses off Shelley Duvall. Hey, I got an idea. I am the creator of this and I'm going to be cool. I mean, that's just kind of where I get it at. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what I'm kind of feeling like is that these are Kubrick-like, Kubrick-light people. That are making not bad movies. I mean, I think Blade Runner 2049, one of my favorites, is full of pretension, pretension by this director. I mean, it's it's. Well, it's, I will say that maybe I'm a bit biased because I I do this guy has a a good list of movies that I enjoy. Um, Prisoners, Enemy, Sicario, Arrival. These are this is a great 
streak. You know, he, he's he's hitting. yes, he's not doing bad. Yeah, he's 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 got some good credits under him. So, um, and again, he like I, I don't I, I don't mind this this casting. Um, let's get into this movie no, then because fine. let's go into it into into the casting. What did you think of the casting? What do you think of Tim Chalamet as the lead character, Paul? I don't know who he is. And I would like, if you don't mind, to change things up real quick, because I want you to understand where I see things. Go, go ahead. If you don't up. mind. If you mind. No, you go, go right ahead. I think you of all people, because I thought of you, because I just finished this, oh, not even an hour ago, before this, re- you know, before this recording. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun if I do this for Eric? I'm sure we get a kick out of it. This is Dune. From the point of view of Jordan's eyes. You want to see her this? Oh, yeah. This is the plot. This is the plot. Okay? Mm-hmm. Tatooine planet filled with this red mist stuff called spice that helps space travel happen. Mm-hmm. And there are people, i.e. Native Americans, that live on this planet. And then the pilgrims come and they're like, hey, and they're all bald. And they're like, hey, we're going to steal your stuff. And they're like, meh. And then all of a sudden, hey, Oscar Isaac's here. He can act. And then he has a son who has powers like his mom has. And these powers are to mind control people. And now he, his kingdom, needs to go and take over this indigenous peoples of Tatooine's world to harvest this spice stuff. And then, oh, my God, there's a battle. Oh, this was sabotage. Oh, wait a minute. Oscar Isaac's dead? Hey, that's Batista. Hi, Josh Brolin's in this movie. That's cool. Wasn't there supposed to be a bunch of worms? Huh. Was that was, was that, is that <laughs> That's it. I well, mean, that's that it. I don't, I don't, that, that's the review I mean, right there. I don't think we can go any, no, any, I mean, like, any okay, further, so right? That's, is, wrap it up. <laughs> the reason why I say that, Eric, is that I was lost. All these names and these words, I don't get. Like, Oscar Isaac was fine. Um, Aquaman, fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, everybody was fine. That was the one thing that probably would have um, become again. There's a lot going on in this, and they gloss over a lot. They talk about the actions of the emperor in this empire that they live in, without ever showing the emperor. Without actually, you know what I mean. You, so you're hearing the the orders that he's giving secondhand. So it's kind of hard to follow along in context with that when somebody else is kind of just saying it out of the blue, and then you have more new names that are having. Um, out of it as well too so it's, it's kind of a, a rough thing but the base of it is is that the Atreides family which is Oscar Isaac and Timothy Chalamet and all of them have um, done a pretty good job of reestablishing themselves as a powerful group of family um, in this in this galactic government that the, that they're in this this um, oh what the hell is this federation that they're in um, well, I guess it's a run by a number anyway um, so the emperor has kind of grown jealous and devised a plan, devising it with uh, the Baron um, uh, Harkonnen, and um, they would just set up this trap for him so that they could wipe out the Atreides family. You have what? already lost me. I'm sorry. You've already lost. Okay, so okay, so I don't understand, and I think that's my problem. My problem with this movie. So you have Palpatine, right? You have the emperor, and the emperor is in control of the Oscar Isaac family and then the bald family there there are nobles you know there are, are powerful rich families in that, that live in the kingdom you know what I mean I, I'm trying to dumb it down with with the terms rather than using 
Yeah, yeah please space, don't use the term space the movie term. You know what I mean? Because I'm following. Okay, so you have the emperor, and he oversees these worlds, if you will, these planets. These are his planets. And his yeah, his city states. Planets. Yeah, they're they're okay. little groups, and one planet harvests this, the other planet does that, one planet does this, one planet does that. You know what I mean? And in every planet is run by uh, you know either a family, a group of families. You know what I mean? Like wh whatever, depending on what what is in there. You know, but instead of it being like a brand like Amazon or Walmart, you have family names instead, like Atreides and, and Harkonnen. Okay, so then Oscar Isaac's family has risen up from bullfighting or whatever and they become a very powerful family on this planet they don't really seem like they rule with an iron fist they just seem to got smart and because of that the emperor is pissed off they basically their their production of what they control which i think is a lot of, of a lot of the intergalactic travel that they that they produce like a lot of the ships and, and means and everything for it. Whereas Harkonnen only provides the, the spice for it, but um, the Atreides can, I mean, you can, you can get spice, you know. And if you get money, you can get spice. Um, even though it only seems to be coming from that one planet for now, maybe? So the Emperor's pissed off at Oscar Isaac because they became No, no, no. He, he's, well, yeah, he's pissed, but he's more jealous of it. Like, the Atreides family, like Oscar Isaac's family, they're not making any moves, but it's coming to a point where, and again, they gloss over, or I don't even need to talk about it at all, where the Emperor is being bypassed, overlooked, where people are, you know, are starting to give the that family more attention than the Emperor. You know? Uh, and okay. so he's grown jealous and intimidated by the growing power that is Oscar Isaac family. Okay, so why that's going on in the past, though... You have these people that live on the sand planet that are from the planet and know all about spice. But the bald people were there before? They're they're just the farmers. The bald people were the farmers. Yeah, that's another family, another group, another clan. And they identify themselves, they distinguish themselves by having shaved heads. And that is Dave Bautista's. Not, I mean, like, I'm not saying that he's the leader, but but that's the group that Dave Bautista. He is the nephew of the leader, who is he's the nephew of the leader, who is still in Skarsgård. Okay, so these group of people lived on this sand planet. They've had this great stuff called spice, and does it? It, it was my plot summary, right? I mean, it's pretty yeah. much helps with space travel. Uh, yep, yeah, because there are no there's no AI allowed in the world, and so. Um, Why is there no AI allowed in the world? Many, many years before the time that we're watching right now, there was a great war called like the AI Wars, where basically uh, mankind was enslaved by its own creation of AI. And so they went to war against the AI to fight against it. And since they, all AI has been banned um, because they don't want to be enslaved by AI. Since then, they have chosen to rely on their given powers. So that's what you see is Timothy Chalamet and Rebecca Ferguson you know, Paul and his mom enhancing a bit more, especially with the um, the grandmother, whatever the hell her name is, the high mother, ah, whatever the hell. Um, so that's not in this movie, though. They, they, they don't well, talk you, about that. You got to war. see them work on their force, I guess, if you want to compare that to a little bit, the, you know, they enhance it a bit more. But yes, in this world, instead of it, their computers, um, humans have kind of evolved into like this, this next step sentience 
um, where they can like see the future, or they can, you know what I mean, have have kind of different powers. That's how they travel um, in the spaceships, by the way, is that they have these navigators who take um, large amounts of spice and are able to see predict into the future, and and they can see the route um, that the spaceship is supposed to take. How's the spaceship powered then? By spice? Oh no, they have they have a propulsion system. Okay, okay, all right. So these people lived on this desert planet, and then all of a sudden, I mean, well, I mean, like, okay, so so these people who are native to the desert planet, who have the spice, uh, the bald head people family know about it, so they come to the planet, invade it, and they take it over, and they start farming the spice, right? And they work with, and 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 the bald family works for the emperor, right? Yeah, they were more more than likely probably just contracted out like eighty something years ago, to to take it over. They had Baron had the means, he had the equipment, he has the the power to do so. He had, he would he would manufacture and harvest and then sell it to the empire uh, at a hefty sum, and that's that's the business. And then because the emperor is jealous, he sends Oscar Isaac's family over to be the new subcontractors and kick the ball dudes out. Well, this is their trap. He's just like, how can we get rid of them? It's like, oh, I got an idea. Right. We'll, we'll, I'll make it seem like by decree, you know, uh, that well, I'm, I'm ordering a change, you know. So Harkin, Harkin, and you get out, and then we'll have this new family come in. And um, when they pull out, they kind of set everything up so that nothing would work, and it would just be set up for a disaster. And so that while they're pulling their resources, trying to fix everything, they would just come down and destroy everything. Okay, I got you. I follow you so far. So it was all a trap. So when they get to that city, if you will, uh, where Oscar Isaac's family is, that was all lived in by the bald bald head people, and yep. it was all a it was it was all a ruse yep. to just attack them. Okay, so. So then is the Emperor's Endgame at this point, because we're not talking about part two or anything else, just this movie. So is the Emperor's Endgame to be like, okay, we're going to kill Oscar Isaac's people so then the bald people can have free reign again? Like, I mean, like, is that the Endgame of the Emperor at this point? Yeah, the the, the, the Baron can have control of, of whatever, and I, I believe um, that the Emperor would seize control of, of all production on Caladan, which is the home planet of the Atreides. With Oscar and the, Isaac's family, Oscar Isaac is the traitor. Okay, I saw uh, I saw an interview with uh, Zendaya uh, the other day on YouTube, mm -hmm. and they asked her uh, about this movie. They said, "So Dune, blah blah blah," and she makes a comment. It was really funny. She goes, "Yeah, I think I'm in that for like five minutes." She'll be in part two. She'll have a, a major role in part two. Well, yeah, she's going to be the wife, clearly of of Paul. Yeah, we'll get there. Well. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll get there. I mean, it's obvious for somebody who hasn't seen the original Dune since college. Don't remember much. Uh, well, I don't know what seen. they're going to show and what they're not going to show. Yeah, you could easily predict that obviously that uh, Paul Atreides and and Chani Shani or whatever her name are, are going to get together and and have a, a, a Messiah son or a Messiah baby. Sure, but I don't know if they're also going to talk about a sister because well they they he made mention that his mom was pregnant. So yes, he did. So then, what's with the native people on the planet? What's with the blue eyes? They said it, but I, I didn't understand it. Why? That's did they just have... that's just a side effect of of spice. Okay, so okay, so talk to me about spice. So spice is this red powder kind of stuff, 
and it helps time, but it, it 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 helps space travel. But if you inhale spice, is it is an or is spice a narcotic? It's yeah, sure, why not? Uh, it's a little bit of everything. It's it's you know it's it's a natural, but when you just there's a little there's obviously doses you know so you could take right. a little or you could take a lot or you could take a lot a lot but um depending on how much you take you know it has side effects so obviously if you're just around it all the time or native to it then your eyes will just turn blue um but if you like ingest a lot of it like all the time then you start to mutate a bit more um i think in is the, that what happened to paul it will eventually maybe uh, his eyes will turn blue but no i mean like navigators who do spaceships like these people take large amounts of spice like almost every day uh they eventually evolve into like these giant space worms <laughs> human beings <laughs> yeah first to like their heads start to blow up and they start like 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 weird like squid thing things it's really cool you can look up pictures online in fact it's in the 1984 version like I is think it they, really yeah i'm pretty sure they have it they have a navigator that goes in front of them okay so, so then, so then, Oscar Isaac is married to Lady Jessica. That's the wife, and they have a son, Paul. D Paul, twenty something, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, he's whatever. He's the youth, and Paul. He's right around Jesus's age. Well, that's thirty. Sure. All right, okay. All right. So, Paul, he was born with some sort of power called the voice or is that something that his mother has been teaching him because it seems like to me also again i don't understand it but it seems like to me that oscar isaac called out lady jessica and said that you know something something but i was taking it as the dark arts kind of thing like i mean like i mean like is she training in like dark arts or, or something yeah yes again there's 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 this kind of part of influence that, that they that they have and uh excuse my pronunciation of, of everything here because it's fine i don't understand that. it but basically uh the reverend mother that's her that's her mom uh but basically um her and her her group the uh, the the, oh, the the jesuit the bene bene jesuit is like a, it's a group you know what i mean uh, it, it just i don't want to say like the jedi they're religious, you know. They're like they're big religious political figures that have a lot of influence. Um, okay. And then they it, it's exclusive uh, to sisterhood, I believe, to it's a women only type of thing. Um, but oh, that's been, why she flipped out that her son is has the voice. Uh, yeah, and it basically it's just superhuman powers, and they have abilities that can see the future. They have like um, some physical abilities as well too, like hyper agility. Kind of things like that, but um, but yeah. are you born like that, or are you trained? Uh, it, it's kind of like a force type of thing, you know. You're you're born okay. with kind of you know the the midichlorians inside of you, and then they kind of have to be woken up. But yes, uh, because it's a boy, because Paul's the way he is um, the Messiah. So he's the Messiah because it's a group of all religious women. And it was the first son born into the okay, all right. And Oscar Isaac has no idea that's going on, or does he? Uh, no, he's too busy doing space uh, stuff. Okay, okay. So they go to the planet. It um, it was like, oh, nothing's working. Everything is old. And then some action happens for me. Like uh, they have a navigator lady 
uh, who is a native. And by the way, I also will comment that I love how ev almost every spaceship in this movie was insect based, kind of. It was it was interesting. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, it was interesting. The, those those thropters or whatever the hell they were called. Yeah, it's kind of neat. And they are going, to, and she's showing Oscar Isaac around his new area that he has to farm for spice. And there's this rig, an oil rig, if you will, that's farming for spice. But then giant sandworm is coming, so they have to get out. They save everybody. Uh, Paul ingests way too much spice, so he's seen into the future or maybe what could happen. And then I'm disappointed because I remember a lot of people. Again, I haven't seen the original for such a long time, so it's really out of my memory. But I remember, like, people were like all about the worms. Like, well, I, mean, it, I mean, like, I mean, like the worms were cool. In this, you don't even see it. Yeah, we don't get many here, but again, we'll get some in part two. Like, because they, they, their transportation, they ride the worms, and there's a lot more to them. There's a lot more desert culture that they're missing. Oh, out they on. ride the worms. Oh yeah, like okay, so the part where um the the woman uh. uh Dr. Kynes or, you know, whatever, you know, the, the, their helper, who's the, right. like the chancellor or whatever her name is, where she dies. Um, before she goes, she puts the thumper down and she's got her hooks out because she's going to ride one. She's going to ride one going back to whatever village that she's going to. But instead, she gets stabbed in the back. Oh, really? Okay. All right. So these, so these are giant. Okay. Because all we saw when the worm ate the oil rig was... Just its mouth with like thousands and millions of teeth. Mm -hmm. You didn't see anything else, right? I mean, there's a few other shots of, of worms later on in the movie, Jordan, but it's it's just a big yeah. old it's a big old worm. Okay. Well, I just remember people. Were, okay. Anyway, so then we get a huge action action scene of the uh, of the siege, if you will, on this little city. Uh, but the family's doctor is a spy. And he paralyzes Oscar Isaac. Oh, it, this is just kind of um. He does he does a double cross. The Baron has his wife hostage, and it's just an extra right. stab in the back, an extra fuck you. The whole point of it is so that the doctor can give the the trap to Oscar Isaac. Right, but does he paralyze him with that thing? I mean, like, is he eventually going to snap out of it, or is he paralyzed, paralyzed? Because why would the doctor give him the tooth? like a cyanide capsule to bite into to kill everybody. Was because, that like a precaution thing? No, he's just like, listen, nothing against you, Oscar Isaac, but I need you to get my wife back. Um, listen, it sucks that the Baron's doing this. We both hate him, and he's probably going to kill us both. So how about I give you this as a fail-safe just in case? Okay, so he paralyzes him with his arrow. And he gives him the the well sign the, the, like the gas yes. capsule. Yeah, yeah. The, the the tooth. And he says, "Break it if you need to." He says, um, you, "You can kill yourself if you want, or you can use it to kill somebody else." Right. So while that's all going on, uh, we get the big siege and great battle. I mean, like I'm intrigued at this point. Um, there was. Uh, looks like a fighter guy. Uh, was that Jason Momoa again? Josh Brolin? Without the beard? No, 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 no. The guy in the uh, white shirt with the knives is killing everybody. And then uh, he steals... Um, and then he steals one of those uh, fighter plane things. Yeah, that, that was probably him. 
Because there was no beard, so that's why I was asking. Yeah, yeah. But listen, like uh, you know, just moving forward after this, after the fight scene, it was basically just just kind of, you know, running away and, and chasing into the desert after that, you know. Right, and then the mom and the and the and the son. Well, the mom uses the voice. The guys kill themselves uh, or suicide. You know, I mean, kill each other, yeah, kill they themselves. Escape yeah. capture. They they escape into the desert uh, storms. Uh, you know, use the force, Luke, and they ride the desert into uh, into safety. Into safety, but then they also he sees uh, his supposed future. Yeah, he's, he's, like he's, he's going to see it a lot, and, and it comes it comes a point where he's just like accepting because he's starting to see everything. He sees Zendaya finally, you know, when he when they when they crash and they 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 see Javier Bardem, Stilgar again. And he sees all these people from his visions, you know, that one guy that he kills um, that, that challenges whatever to, you know, uh, 50 cuffs um, after Stilgar kind of gets busted by the, his mom, by, by um, you know, Paul's mom. Um, like all these people are in his vision. And so he, he after a while, Paul is just like, damn, all right, um, I'm not going to fight this anymore. I'm going to go right and just ride the vision. So you like this though. I mean I mean all the way through from from beginning to end this is this is your bag. This is your cup of tea. You're really digging what they're doing. I think they did a good job with this. Like visually and I like the world that they that they build in. I'm not going to hoot and holler and say like oh my god, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever, but I enjoyed it, man. Like visually it was pleasing. I think it was great. Just like the same reasons why you like Blade Runner. You know, like the world just just works. And once you see the second part, I think you'll get more of it. You know, this this okay. one, this one is just your kind of your origin story, but like loose because they still didn't even touch a lot of it. You know, I seeing the emperor oh, really? would have would have made things a lot, or even like a you know a little a little up of of like what the AI wars were about. You know, like there's a lot that they could have told you to kind of fill you in, but instead this okay. director kind of took this where he's just like okay listen i'm just gonna part pick right here in the story and we're just gonna start we'll we'll walk and then we'll start running you know he doesn't fill you in he's just like catch up and that's kind of what this movie was so i had the benefit of kind of being in a little bit of the know um before this movie but well, I, I, th I think the second part two is going to be picking up a little bit more I think you hit it right there on the head. It's it's probably just my taste. Like I like that cyberpunk world that Blade Runner and Alien kind of gives us. You know what I mean? Uh, this world is does nothing for me. And I think a great movie introduces a great world, a great atmosphere, a, a, a great sense of place. And I guess why I think I flock towards more of a Blade Runner movie than this. Um, well, then what's your bag? The desert. My popcorn? We're doing it now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's really not much more else, unless you have any more questions. Yeah, why is it called Dune? Oh, just Sand Dunes. Because of sand, sand Dunes? Yeah. Okay. Part, part two is, is going to be a lot in the desert. We're going to get a lot of desert life and culture. More action, I hope? Oh, yeah. There's going to be more worms, too. Oh, good. Perfect. Um, I guess my popcorn rating, since we're going to go right off the bag. Um, let's see here. I, I, I don't know, because like because the movie 
it's not bad. I don't know. Like maybe I have to watch it again, you know, because I knew this was going to be dry. Um, no, you know what? I, and I hate to say this because how about I go first? Uh, because I did this before with last week with Halloween, with Halloween Kills, where I'm giving it a, a medium. Listen, I enjoyed this movie, like straight up uh, all parts of it, but I need to see part two. Do you know what I mean? So, like, same with Halloween right. Kills is like I enjoyed it really from from start to finish, and I'm gonna I'm and I've already seen this movie twice. I'm gonna watch it again, and I probably will even more down the line. I I really did enjoy this movie, but it will only be as good as part two. If part two sucks and it bombs, then it's going to going to completely, you know what I mean, discredit this movie altogether. It's going to completely just just kill any momentum this movie built. And so that's why I don't want to, you know, I guess. You know, put all the all the chips into bag right now and say, "Oh my god, a large bag!" Because part two could still be a shitty thing. And it's unlikely, but it's it's an ending, and endings are difficult. So that's right. that's I what mean, I'm that's what I'm gonna give it. I'm trying to be safe here. I, I, I you know you know what I mean? Like is is going in knowing that there's gonna be a part two is is that a bother? No, because that's. That's one of the things that I actually always tell myself before I get into a movie, knowing that there's going to be more. Judge what I have. You know, don't judge the future. Don't judge the past. Judge what I have. So because of that, I guess I'll go a step below. I say movies are small. Small bag. Um, it's, it's, it's dry. Uh, it's long. Um, not my thing. Uh, I can recognize talent. This this director is talented. I will never knock him for it. Um, acting, we've already established my thought on the acting. Uh, but just judging this movie just the way it is, um, I was leaving more. And that's, I guess, what sucks about already announcing a part two. Um, so a small because I don't think I ever would want to voluntarily watch this movie again. Okay. Um, just, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, like if it's on TV, maybe a background on a Sunday afternoon. But I mean, to actually go, you know what? I'm going to sit here and watch Dune. This is not my thing. Have I gone back and watched the opening of the new Mortal Kombat multiple times? Absolutely. That's my bag. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, 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 I guess that's where I am right now. I'm interested to see, because I'm 34 now, I'm interested to see what 40-year-old Jordan has to feel about this movie in the future, and maybe I'll feel different. But right now, I, I just I just feel it's a small... Uh, I am interested in part two because I have so many questions, and I know that was intended. So maybe just like you said, you know, let's see how part two works. It's going to be two years, right, until part two? So, yeah, 2023. Yeah. So... Medium bag for you, small bag for me. It's 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 fine. I'm 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 sure you agree that not a lot of people in our audience would probably like it that much. I think it's a like or hate. Uh, to to be honest with you, man. I I personally again I I, I loved it. Like, I I really did. I thought everything about it was wonderful. I I had nothing uh, really bad. A whole lot to, to that would break anything else that to say about it. I I think it was. Uh, wonderful i'm 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 in it i'm you know what i mean but i i guess i'm still so spooked again when you announce that's part one uh you know what i mean like listen i've seen the hobbit trilogy i know how this works 
You know, right. I, I, I've been let down many times before. We have Avatar 2 and 3 coming up, so more disappointment is going to be looming in the future. I, so, but, I, but I don't think that this director is going to do that. This director right. is not going to be controlled by the studio like, like Peter Jackson was. That's, but I guess that's, that's left to be said. I, I agree with you. I, I hope so, but we'll see. Yeah, we will. Okay, fair enough. Everybody who is listening, thank you so much. And also, uh, let's see, origato, right, to all, of our, to all of our Japanese fans. The reason I'm even saying that is because uh, I looked into our stats, and for the year of 2021, uh, the number two country besides America that downloads us is Japan. So uh, thank you to all, all right. our Japanese listeners. I like your food. It's pretty awesome. Just saying. So <laughs> better I, I, than hot dogs and hamburgers. I'm a fan too. Yes. So I was shocked by that. And I just wanted to say uh, origato to all the Japanese people that are listening. Uh, I probably murdered that. I'm a white guy from middle America. Right, so wrap it up. Yep. Bear with me. Anyway. Sorry, Eric. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for downloading us. We appreciate it. And make sure to check us out Movie Guys Podcast at poppy.com on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcasts from, and also on all social media. Thank you so much for downloading us, and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.